Welcome to the Newtown Big Dreams Podcast, an interview-style talk show that's your gateway to the fabulous and fascinating people who relocated to start a new life. Whether you're new to our podcast or your city, our fellow neighbors from across Canada, North America, and the entire English-speaking world share their stories of reaching new horizons and big dreams. So sit back and relax as we navigate in-depth and intimate conversations with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, executives, creatives, and anyone who can share their story about their new town, Big Dreams. And now, here's your host, Luke J. Menkes. Good afternoon, everybody. It is Tuesday, April 20th, and it's about 12.30 p.m. here on the West Coast. And here today with Shelly Johnson, and she is in Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shelly is a first-generation college graduate that grew up with limiting beliefs, fear, and dysfunction. Through faith, resilience, grit, and determination, she held executive leadership roles in talent acquisition and HR at Fortune 50 companies such as Comcast, Lockheed Martin, Quest Diagnostics, and Honeywell. She lived and worked in Asia, Latin America. She has an MBA, and she speaks Spanish and English. Shelly now helps high achievers and diversity allies amplify their awesome and have abundance in their career and life. Shelly is a career ally, she's a change maker, and she is a positive mental fitness authority that helps people be their best. She loves helping people get crystal clear on who they are and what they want and building courage and confidence so that they can live abundantly. And she is known for coaching and guiding people to listen to their inner wisdom, take risks, build their bravery, and have the courage to seek their best life. So, Shelly, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Luke. I'm excited. Awesome. So you live in Denver, Colorado. Have you always lived there? Or when did you move to uh, Denver? And tell us the story. So I have not always lived in Denver. I actually moved here about six years ago. I am a native of Arizona. And if you know anything about Arizona, it is really, really hot in the summertime. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't handle it anymore. There's no four seasons. And so I got relocated to Denver because I was working with a major space manufacturing company. And, um, so they relocated my family and we're big skiers and big hikers and outdoors people. So we love it here. Awesome. When, when did that, uh, happen? Um, that happened in August of 2016. Okay. And are you loving it so far? Oh my gosh. We love it here. It's, it just snowed. Um, so ski season is long here and we're big outdoor people and, um, there's so many different things to do. It's kind of an eclectic area with lots of artists and a great concert venues and, um, you know, very, some of the best or the best skiing in the United States because of the Rockies are here. And, you know, they have also football and baseball and basketball and soccer and hockey. And so it has all of the amenities of a major city. So much great stuff. Can you tell us about the uh, state of uh, lockdowns and uh, restrictions 
What's it like in Colorado right now? So during COVID, we did have um, schools that were doing hybrid two days a week and then with a certain cohort. So that has opened up. Most of the students are going four days a week. You can choose to do homeschooling if you'd like. And restaurants were at 25% capacity. Uh, takeout was very huge here. Right. And um, I am also a Zumba instructor. And so a lot of my classes got canceled, but we did stay open for doing them outdoors and then online through virtual workouts. Mm -hmm. And now we work out in group classes with masks on. Okay. Okay. So uh, you talk about Amplify Your Awesome living your life at your highest level. Tell us about that. So when I left corporate in 2019, I felt completely burnt out and disconnected and just disengaged from life. And I had to go through a lot of deep level work to get my confidence back, get my courage back and my bravery. I've always been a really independent person. But for me, when I'm working with my clients, it's about helping them have positive mindset and mental fitness, it's not mental health. It's mental fitness. Just like I work out my body and I do my Zumba or my, my HIIT classes, mm -hmm. I work out my mind so that that inner critic and that monkey mind that plays with us does not run my life. Mm -hmm. My thoughts don't run my life. I run my thoughts. At least I try. Yeah. So amplifying your connection to who you are, to really knowing what is your soul-inspired purpose, what is your heart telling you, really is pivoting. Instead of just thinking about what you want, it's feeling it and knowing that that's what the universe has created for you mm -hmm. to live your best life. Right. Um, how would you describe the monkey mind? Because I think I've got it pretty bad sometimes. And what, what do I do to kind of get past that? So the monkey mind really is those inner thoughts of self-doubt, of your inner critic um, playing ping pong with you, or your monkey mind is, oh, I can't do this podcast because my voice isn't strong enough, or I'm, I'm nervous um, to be confident in who I am. Um, and it, it gives you a lot of self-doubt. It, it makes you negative. Um, and the way you overcome that is I work with a program called Positive Intelligence, and mm -hmm. it's a scientifically proven system over six weeks to change the neuropathways in your brain so that you, you actually live from a much more, you pause, you navigate life differently, you interact with people in a much more curious way. And think about that. If your inner critic is really running you, you're not as creative or innovative. Right. And if you can pause and be curious and be creative and innovative, that's when you resonate at a much higher level and you live at a much higher level. So that's what that means. So true. I've, um, I've got a, I got hired to record an audio book and uh, I find myself procrastinating quite a bit. 
So I tell myself, oh, my voice is not that strong today. You know, I'll start later. And then I get busy with other things. And I've been kind of putting it off a bit. And then I get myself behind the eight ball because I've got a time limit. And then I get stressed out. So what are some of the exercises that you do to achieve mental fitness and reduce the monkey mind effect? So the first part of that is you have to decide to do it and you have to be consistent and methodical about it because if you do it once a week or twice a week, it's not going to change those neural pathways unless you have that consistency. Mm -hmm. And so some of the exercises or reps that you would do is complete focus on your, you can close your eyes and you can picture maybe a piece of grass and what are the colors and the hues of the green of that grass and focus on that for two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to do it inter- and it'll interrupt your day so that your brain, when it is most stressed out, kind of like what you were saying, I don't want to do that reading today. Mm-hmm. You pause, you do two to five minutes of reps, you get completely present and refocused, and then you can feel differently and then move forward and activate a different part of your brain, which is, I can do this. I'm excited about doing this. It's a gift for me to have this work. Instead of coming at it from a point of scarcity, you come at it from a point of abundance. Nice. Okay. So just to be clear, what is the difference between mental health and mental fitness as you see it? Sure. So mental health is really those things that a psychiatrist or a, um, a counselor would anxiety, bipolar, BPD, mm-hmm. the, that's mental health. Mental fitness is about controlling your thoughts more instead of letting your contra- thoughts control you. Okay. And men- mental fitness is navigating conversations differently. It's People who can do this, sales teams are 38% more productive. Um, I have an example of a client who is a software solutions technologist, and she was having a really hard time in her toxic work environment. Mm -hmm. She started, we did an exit strategy for her. She started the program, and she found a new job. And so while she was onboarding in her new job, She was about at week four of this six to seven week program and the transformation was unbelievable. She felt more confident. She had 100% audits on her project management work. Her client satisfaction was the highest of any of the new 75 employees. She had a great relationship with her boss. It's kind of like I understand that you're a realtor. If you're using this positive intelligence and you're helping your clients feel so much more calm and confident about the investment that they're about to make, Mm -hmm. that is going to ripple effects and maybe 10x your client base because you're getting referrals. And so my client is now referred four of her friends to me and she has where I'm talking to her monthly. So it's a maintenance perspective. But her relationship with her partner has changed. Her relationship with herself and that inner connection to amplify her own connection 
which is really amplifying your awesome in a career perspective, a life perspective, and a mental and emotional and spiritual perspective, that's the difference. That sounds really great. What is the Sunday night problem that you talk about? What is the yeah, problem? the Sunday night problem aligns more with when I'm working with clients as a career coach. But the Sunday night problem can be your home buyers who are like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to find a house? I have to be out of my condo in four months or 45 days. And I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know what mortgage lender. And it's the, the pain point that they're thinking about. In the realm of career coaching, the Sunday night problem is, for example, in Canada, your restaurants might not be open. So how do we make sure that the restaurateurs or the waitresses are in business? I was able to help one of my friends in Iowa who is a general manager for a steakhouse. And you know those big, thick, juicy buttered steaks? Yes. You can't put those in styrofoam takeout containers, right? So he went all in on these bubbles. I don't know if you have them in your area, but like they're outdoor um, there are these, there are these bubbles or these locations where people who like six people can go and eat together. Mm-hmm. And so it solved a pain point for him that kept him. How am I going to keep my weight staff? How am I going to make money during the pandemic? I found right. a solution to his pain. Right. I yes. have seen those. Yeah. That's a great innovative solution to a problem. And uh, that makes a lot of sense. So I guess the, the Sunday night problem is that dread that we get sometimes when we face, we're face we facing the week ahead and we're not sure like what to do or how we're going to solve a problem, right? Yes, exactly. Whatever the Sunday night problem is, imagine that you can reframe that, refocus that, and you can then solve that problem for someone else, mm-hmm. amplifying your awesome or you can navigate that differently and activate your brain in a different way to come at it where you're not as anxious, nervous. Let me give you an example. I'm a career coach and one of my clients today emailed me, I have a job offer. They're asking me all these questions. Are they gonna pull the job offer? And instead of, I'm, 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 instead of her being anxious about that, How can she look at that as a gift? Yes, that I am looking for a job. I'd love to answer your questions and come at it in a much more non-emotional way where she feels better about it and the employer feels better about it. Right. Is that uh, part of finding the pain points or the growth points within a company to land your dream job? Yes, exactly. The way my clients have been able to find their dream job and really fast track their career search is by having a strategy to disrupt. You can't do what has been done in the past because we've never lived in a pandemic like we're living in now. Mm -hmm. So you have to think a bit differently and pivot again, navigate the industries differently. So if the job seeker or the person who's wanting to be promoted can really understand the pain points of what the employer is going through and then offer a solution, that's what's going to make them a candidate of choice to amplify their resonance and amplify their advantage. The same thing is also true when people are being promoted from within. 
if you know the problems of your business or the pain or the growth of your business and you can offer a solution, think about it. Yeah. You would want somebody to answer your Sunday night problem. And so if you can do that for businesses, that's how people fast track their job search. Mm-hmm. So having worked for companies and also uh, on my own many times, I think that um, being aware of what's going on in the company and seeing where the pain points or growth points are would um, be the first step to try to see how we can solve those things. What would you recommend to someone who's applying for a job, like you said, and doesn't know much about the company? How would they find out what these pain points are? So the first thing is you have to research, and there's a lot of information out there. You can look on Glassdoor, LinkedIn, the company's website, and actually read their financial statements. Mm -hmm. I know that that's painful, but you can learn so much about a company by reading their financial statements if they're financially traded or publicly traded. Um, You can also go out and look for articles that are like press releases. Um, Look for people who work there, network with them, link in with them, and then ask them, what's going on in your business? What is going on in the industry? And this is the hardest part is to get out of that definition of insanity So read your local business journal. Look at the lists from your business journal and your local chambers of commerce to see what is going on in the sectors that you have been employed in and really focus on who's being um, growth companies, who's being funded through venture capitalists or private equity, who's not being funded, who's going through a lot of pain, at least in the United States, mortgages are at an, like interest rates are at an all time low. Yes. So looking for mortgage brokers, I have a client who is in her sixties and she had two offers in one day, one from the oil and gas industry and one from the mortgage industry. She had worked in oil and gas for years, most of her career, but she wanted something new and she was able to understand the pain points of the oil and gas the growth points of the mortgage industry. Mm-hmm. So ageism did not matter. Past experience absolutely mattered. The way that she did it as a job seeker is she found the growth points and knew who to network with, with both industries. Mm-hmm. So that was a really good success story. So how do we build a global career and why would we want to? So, A global career, no no matter where you are, English is the major language that's spoken around the world. And whether you go to China or India or Spain or parts of Europe, they all have English as the main language. So building a global career, for example, I've worked in Mexico, Spain, Japan. I'm bilingual in English and Spanish. Um, If you want to... If you're in marketing or a writer, you can be a digital nomad and work from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, to build a global career, look for global companies. Um, if you speak another language, that's important. But cross-cultural communication and diversity, equity, and inclusion is vital. Mm-hmm. Um, I say actually take the risk because it's an adventure. And um, 
really focusing on what you do best. For example, healthcare workers are needed all over the world, IT workers as well, medical laboratory scientists. So if you're in one of those critical hire areas or a digital nomad or can work remotely, you can work anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. What's uh, What would you say is the first step for uh, someone trying to find out about that? So I guess look at places that you enjoy living and then uh, would you look at classified ads and see what kind of jobs are being offered? Um, so pick a couple of places that you're interested in going. What is the quality of life there? Mm -hmm. What is the healthcare system like? What is it going to be like for your kids if you're bringing them from a Canadian or American or North American education? Mm -hmm. um, it might be better, actually, and the universities in Europe are free. Mm -hmm. um, so figure out where you want to go, the language, and then start looking at resources on just Google it, expats living in Costa Rica, and then just dig deeper. What are the expats saying? Where are they working? How are they making a living? What is the cost of living there? What's the health care there? So it's really just about peeling the onion back mm -hmm. of in-country. For example, Panama is huge right now for um, Canadians and people in the United States to go live for a lot less expensive. Mm -hmm. Vietnam, northern Vietnam, believe it or not, Da Nang um, is very popular. And because I speak Spanish, I would move to Colombia mm -hmm. or to Chile or to Costa Rica in a minute. Mm -hmm. Nice. I've lived in four different countries and pretty much every country on the planet, I think, has a strong expat community. Because every country yes. has people that came from somewhere else and exactly. most are organized in some way, even, you know, LinkedIn groups or Facebook groups and so on. I should have mentioned that LinkedIn and Facebook are huge for the expat community and just your travel section. Um, books on travel will usually have information on how locals find work. For example, when I went to Japan, I was an English and Spanish teacher mm -hmm. for big companies like Bosch and Fuji Heavy Industry and Toyota. Mm -hmm. I sent my resume ahead of time because I knew people in Japan. I got a job in two days. Wow. Amazing. With an apartment, a car, etc. So much fun. That's awesome. I think people really should so much uh, fun. look into that. Uh, you know, like, I, like I said, I lived in four different countries and it was some of the best times nice. of my life. And I learned Spanish as well. I've lost quite a bit of it. But I lived in Dominican Republic and then South Florida for a total of three and a half years. So nice. I became quite fluent as well. And uh, it's just a great thing to do, to try. So I think it, the reason that I have done it is, one, I'm adventurous. And two, because it just opens up your world to understand how other people live. Mm -hmm. And for me... I know that we are one human race. Yes. It just really increases your understanding of others and just realizing how lucky we are mm -hmm. to live in first world countries. So true. So true. So tell us about your uh, coaching, Shelly. So things have changed now with the pandemic. Are you doing... Um, 
one-on-one coaching you using Zoom, or how does it work in your business? Yes, I do one-on-one coaching using Zoom or Skype or MS Teams or other technologies. Mm -hmm. Um, I also do group coaching where I have job seekers that are at similar levels Mm -hmm. um, come in and we we really support each other through a community. And that positive intelligence program I was talking about, Mm -hmm. we get really deep. It's quite a vulnerable and courageously vulnerable program. But it helps to refocus on the positivity and that courage and and taking those brave steps to live differently and focus on job searching in this insane, unprecedented market. Mm -hmm. Is that like a weekly group meeting? Yes, it is a weekly group meeting for an hour. And the, the results of that have been really amazing as well. I have one community, what I call POD that had seven people in it, and it was so, the connection that those folks made were so um, close that one of my clients has a ranch in um, South Colorado, Mm -hmm. and um, two of my clients from Arizona actually drove up for a barbecue Mm -hmm. so that all of us could get together. Now, yes, we were wearing masks, and, you know, my client has, like, seven horses, so it was just a beautiful way to be with each other and really get to know who was in that community. Even though it was virtual, usually we mm-hmm. were able to meet in person. Right. So most of your um, coaching is done virtually now, I guess. And yes. you get together in person when possible. That's awesome. Um, are you starting to get more clients from outside of the Colorado, Denver and Colorado areas now that everything is moving to virtual? So I have clients from all over the United States. Because I started my company in fourth quarter of 2019, mm-hmm. of course, you start with those that know you. So Arizona and Colorado is where we started. Mm-hmm. But I have clients in Florida, California, Washington, Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia, and Afghanistan. Wow. Amazing. So people mm-hmm. can uh, join your coaching from anywhere on the planet as long as they have an Internet connection. Internet connection, they have a good sense of English, or they will allow me to do it in Spanish. Okay. And I also speak a little bit of Japanese, so I could probably um, navigate a very simple conversation. Okay. But, um, yeah, anywhere in the world. All right. And uh, do you have a website where people can find out about your offerings? Yes. It's at best, B-E-S-T-U-Y-O-U, career advantage.com that was great i really appreciate you having me on your podcast thank you shelly and uh have a great day thank you luke have a great day we hope you enjoyed this episode of the newtown big dreams podcast with your host luke menkis and his authentic guests And we love our listeners and hope you subscribe now to learn more about the amazing journeys of our incredible guests who relocated to find a new town, big dreams. And remember, make your dreams big.